And a reminder that we're making it even easier for you to stay connected to 760 AM wherever you go. In addition to just turning on the radio uh, in there in the kitchen or in your automobile, you can now listen to the great voice of the Great Lakes through any of your favorite streaming devices and audio apps at WJR.com, on your Amazon Echo, Google Home, Sonos Smart Speaker, you name it. We can deliver uh, through all of those mediums. Uh, available now on the Apple app and Google Play stores. It makes it easy, and you can go back and listen to the podcast or listen to the whole show if you missed it, so we, you can adjust it to your schedule, uh, not ours. Uh, come March 30th, hopefully we'll still be savoring some kind of grand uh, Lions performance in the playoffs, maybe even a Super Bowl. Uh, but by then, we will the winter fatigue will have set in, and we will have been devoid of football for a good couple of months except for the fact that there is a new game in town, the United Football League. This is after the USFL and the XFL merged. And the good news is the Michigan Panthers are going to be part of it. Mike Nolan, head coach, joining us live this morning on JR Morning. Coach, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, happy to be on with you guys. Good good news. I mean, was was there ever a doubt that the Panthers would be moving on to something this spring? Well, I, there might have been a little bit of doubt. There was certainly some, some suspicion when the when the two leagues merged. But um, look, at, we're going to we're going to be in place, and I think that's uh, largely due to the fact that we had uh, we had a great uh, a fan base that, that was up there in Detroit. Um, the Ford Field is na- is naturally a great site to play a game, and uh, and we're back, so we're really excited about it. Coach training camp is uh, coming up uh, pretty soon too, right? Yes, it is. We'll start uh, sometime right about the middle of February run all the way to March, uh, the, the last weekend in March, March 30th, 31st, will be our opening game. So about a, uh, it will start, like I said, uh, in another, what, month and a half? Get ready to go. So this was the rebooted USFL, and it was in its early stages again, but now it's merged with the XFL, and now it's the United Football League going forward. That's right, United Football League. We've taken uh, their eight teams, and our eight teams have merged together and we've dropped eight, so there'll only be eight total again. There'll be four and four from each each of the two leagues, and uh, so there's actually going to be a talent pool that's greater than it was last year. And last year we had a pretty good talent pool, so the uh, the level of football, will, you know, will have a well, I guess you could say, could step up one degree, and 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 uh, which is which is good for everyone. So it'll be a more, much more competitive eight-team league uh, than the 16 were for sure. Right, more quality hopefully in that talent pool. When do you start fishing for those players? Uh, great question. Uh, we have a, uh, they're calling it a dispersal draft. We have it this week, and then they have another draft that'll that'll be sometime at the uh, middle of January, and that'll be the players that are on the eight teams that were, um, I don't want to terminate it, it's kind of a hard word, but the, the teams that are no more, the eight teams, the four from the USFL and four from XFL, um, will each draft off of those teams and Try to pick up as many of those players as we can, and there's several good players that'll be uh, that'll be out there. So I think all eight teams that are drafting, both the four XFL and the four USFL, are pretty excited about uh, you know upgrading their rosters. What uh, what went into uh, getting rid of those four teams on each side? Wow, I, I really don't know that. That's that's for the business people. They put that together. You know, look at I, I wish it was 16 to some degree, only because that's more jobs for more people. Right. Um, but they did uh, they did knock it down to eight. Um, I think in the future though they're gonna they'll uh, they'll slowly add some teams back in. I don't know that in the future that their their target is to have eight teams. I think it's to have more. I don't know what that would be. Like I said, but mm-hmm. um, I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty certain of that. There's a lot of cities that they'd like to put a team in down the road. 
Mike, you've coached in the NFL before, and you say this is the most fun you've had. Why? <laughs> uh, I think it's, it's it's completely the people. The NFL has great people, um, but uh, every organization is kind of cluttered with, in my opinion. I mean, every coach now in the NFL has an, has an assistant coach. I'm talking about, you know, like if you're the linebacker coach, you have an assistant linebacker coach, and there's a 2D line coach. There's, two, there's just a lot of – there's there's – there's more than I think is necessary to really accomplish the goal of coaching the players. And one of the tough things about that is when you're coaching people, they don't, I don't know that you, and some people argue, you know, they get more attention, this and that. But for me, I think they just hear the same thing too many different ways. And, and I think it throws players off when they're trying to learn. But uh, the reason I think I said it more than anything else was, was exactly that. I think the people that were in the USFL, last year and I'm sure in the XFL going forward but the USFL I, I just the people I worked with I, I really enjoyed it they were from the trainer to the equipment person to the IT guy to the we only had six coach full-time coaches um, as opposed to an NFL team that might have 22 we had like eight coaches I think six full-time and they call them two part-time but basically there's eight assistant coaches mm -hmm. it was just a smaller staff it was easier to manage and uh, we just had a lot of fun I thought the games were exciting the players were we're all, um, you know, everyone get paid the same as far as players go. So there's not, there's not any, I don't know, there's not any bad blood, I guess you could say, with, with certain things. But just everyone I seen that, that was there, I thought wanted to be there, was enjoying the experience. It's only about four months, four and a half months for everyone that's involved. So it's not a full round the year deal. Um, it was, it was just a lot of fun. Like I said, I think more than anything else, we just had really good yeah. people, and uh, and they were a joy to be around. Well, we're looking forward to the excitement that March 30th will bring. In the meantime, the other inhabitants of Ford Field aren't done yet. i got to ask you, uh, as a seasoned NFL guy, uh, kind of break down the playoff landscape for us. And what did you think about the uh, the, the, the call heard round the world? Thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How about Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions, though? I, and I know what I'm saying. Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Panthers or Wolverines. I mean, those two teams, those, those guys are playing – playing lights out but look I, I thought the play that you're talking about um it was you know that's that's unfortunate it's it's disappointing that they missed that call um when it happened i was trying to see the whole thing i couldn't tell if they were saying that the formation was illegal uh that they got in ultimately it was illegal that I, you know i couldn't tell and then i also um uh you know i know this i know the frustration on dan's part really well because before the game the, the the officials always come to the head coach it's an hour and a half before the game begins and they ask him you know they say look at any do you have any special plays that we need to be aware of uh in the game and i know dan and dan said yes here's my special play and he explained it to him and they talked it out and uh as as they always would do and so when ha what happened happened I can only imagine how frustrated you well, you saw Dan on the sideline. He was irate. I mean, he was so upset because like I said, they take care of, you know, there's, there's a process before the game that takes place that nips that in the bud and, and gets that all on the table. And so that was disappointing. Um, you know, look at it. it uh, I mean, ultimately it cost them the game, I guess you could say. Well, and, so, and, and perhaps a, a number one seed, uh, at the very least a number two. Got to ask you though, should the, in, in those circumstances, should the league own the mistake, uh, and 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 how should that be addressed? Well, I I don't know. You know that this is uh, 
this is going a little bit further than than the question, but I would say this: <laughs> I personally we do I that sometimes. That's right. I personally think that the official is very good in the NFL, but if you know, there's there's still mistakes being made and things like that. And and for me personally, I think they ought to have the official at the end of the game. You know, there's 12 minutes when the game ends for the head coach to get on the podium to answer questions. I think they need to put the official on the podium yes. while they're waiting for the head coach, and he needs to answer the questions and explain what happened. Right, not really this, like, right. closed-door, one-reporter right. pool thing. That's right. Yeah, well, I will say this. It will make the game, it'll make the officiating better because, believe me, getting on that podium and have to answer those questions, um, you'll make darn sure that – because the referee would be the guy to do it. He'll make darn sure that his crew – is as good as they can be. And if a crew member continues to mess up week after week, just as the coaching staff goes, that coach or that official doesn't get to officiate anymore. And that, and that just is a way to make it better. I mean, believe me, what makes coaching, uh, one of the things that makes coaching good in the NFL is that fact that you're on the, you know, you're on the hot seat all the time. And so for that reason, you make darn sure you're as good as you can be all the time. But more importantly, or not more importantly, but as important is I just think it'll take that off the coach's shoulders as far as the coach trying to answer a question when the game's over. I mean, look how, look how angry Dan is. Look at every coach that you've ever seen when there's a call like that. He just, when he's on the podium, he, basically what he's doing is he's, content, he's getting fined with every minute he talks about it. Yeah. Which again, yeah. right. that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, don't put him in that position. The guy that made the call, put him up there. Make him explain what happened. Don't make the head coach do it because all the head coach is going to do is just is just going to you know be upset and vent. And see his money fly away. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, Yeah, Coach Nolan, that's the that's the best chunk of wisdom I've heard in a long time. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I think I really do think it would people would people would listen. People would listen to it. They would. I mean, it would get the fans. They'd say, "Hey, the officials on. Let's see what he has to say about that call." Mm-hmm. And see what happens. Yeah. So, Coach Mike know. Nolan, Michigan Panthers, UFL, their inaugural season. This combined, as you say, higher quality pool of talent that will be performing beginning March 30th. We're excited. I know you're excited. We look forward to seeing what this team looks like. I'm very excited as well, and I appreciate being on with you guys this morning. Thank uh-huh. you very much. Yeah, Coach. Thank Take you. care. Coach Mike Nolan of the Michigan Panthers. It's 845 on AM 760.